This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Celebrate the holidays at Hale Varsity Club with an exciting lineup of holiday-themed events like Ugly Christmas Sweater Karaoke and Holiday Music Bingo, plus happy hour all day on New Year's Eve during college football bowl games. Hale Varsity Club has something for everybody. Stop in this month to try our new menu items like the Nashville Hot Honey Chicken, Crispy Breaded Wings, and the Benning Burger. It's a spicy burger named after Damon Benning. Visit HaleVarsityClub.com for the full event calendar and make a reservation now. The best food in the world isn't on your typical delivery apps. It's right down the street in your very own neighborhood. With Chef, you can enjoy authentic dishes from over 90 different countries, freshly prepared by your local neighbors and delivered right to your door. With over 1 million dishes served, your local cooks spend hours preparing your meals with care plus attention you won't find anywhere else. Explore a world of flavor today at Chef.com. That's Chef with an S dot com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Hot Off the Mess, a podcast brought to you by The Dip. I am your host, Samantha Bush. Guys, it feels good to be back. It really does. Last week was genuinely a whirlwind week. I was recording in a different state at one point. I was in a hotel room. My microphone was resting on an ice bucket. I mean, it was like so chaotic. And then I took a little vacation. One of my best friends, Ivan, married the man of his dreams, Scott. So shout out to Ivan and Scott, the newlyweds. I don't know if they listen to this podcast. Hopefully they do. We went to, I believe I'm pronouncing it correctly. If I'm not, please don't tell me. Isla Mujeres, I think, is how you pronounce it. It's a little island off of Cancun. I mean, I literally was going by airline and sea to go to this wedding, and it was worth it. It was a beautiful, beautiful weekend. And, you know, I'm kind of like dating someone. I mean, I think we're dating, (laughs) you know, whatever. He watched Barb for me while I was gone. He offered to watch Barb, and then he offered to take me to the airport, and I thought that that was so sweet. I was like, oh, my God, you cute little French boy. And he would like send me pictures and he would tuck Barb in. And when I tell you, I teared up at those photos. I I really did. It was so cute. She was like resting her head on the pillow. It was like so sweet. And so it was kind of funny. I had to Venmo someone while I was there. And so I went on Venmo and I personally send every Venmo transaction privately but I love creeping Venmo transactions. It's like one of my favorite pastimes. And so for some reason, I just like looked at it. I didn't, I wasn't really scrolling. And I saw that my (laughs) ex-boyfriend, his new girlfriend was Venmoing him for coffee. When I saw that, I was like, oh my God. Like, It made me feel so good. I was literally flying high. I was like, I have a man who I've only known for two months who's babysitting my cat and tucking her in at night and picking me up from the airport at midnight. And this guy is making his girlfriend Venmo him for coffee and candles on separate transactions because, yes, I looked. 
I mean, wow, who came out on top here? Me, let me tell you. But yeah, like things are going really good in that department. He's probably the sweetest person I've ever met. I don't know if he wants me to be talking about him on this podcast, but I don't really care. I don't think he listens. I I do know he listened to one episode before we actually met in person. And he said that I sounded really cute, which is a great compliment considering that my reviews tell me otherwise. So that was a nice little boost. But yeah, things are going really good for those out there. His nickname is Frenchie, very Sony Morgan of me. He he does have a nose ring and a diamond on his tooth. If you guys have questions about that, please DM me. It really took me by surprise as well. I have been able to move, I've been able to move past it. I really have. But I'm gonna say that the Etsy witch, yes, I went to an Etsy witch back in, I think, end of December. I have to look the day that I bought this spell. I bought a love spell from an Etsy witch. And I don't know, guys, I think it might've worked. I'm just saying, maybe, you know, let me know. I, you know, if you want the link, I can send you to, I, be, I, I can't remember her name, but she was very sweet. And she said that it would take three full moon phases to take full effect. So don't know what that means exactly. But, you know, I think it's working and I'm really happy. Things are going really, really good. He's coming to a wedding with me in May, which is like, I was really nervous to ask him, but I also wasn't because it felt like very natural. I don't know. I'm getting on a tangent here, but it felt cute and fun to share with you guys before we get into all things Bravo. And it also just feels good to like talk to you guys because I feel like, I don't know. I just feel like the last week it's just, I've been off very, I've been like, it's hard for me to like get back in the groove. Like if you guys saw my apartment right now, you would probably call CPS or the FBI. You Homeland Security would surround my house. It is a disaster. Every goddamn room, and I mean there's only three of them, but looks like it's been blown up. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Okay. Anyways. Today, we are going to talk about Summer House, Orange County in New Jersey. Unfortunately, I'm not going to discuss the Salt Lake City uh, reunion. I will talk about Miami reunion. I have not seen part two. I've only seen part one. So yeah, it's going to be kind of all over the place. And the reason I'm not going to talk about Salt Lake City reunion is frankly, I'm just, I'm tapped out. (laughs) I enjoyed the season. I did. But when Chris Lewis of Shortcomings, bestie of the pod, said to me this morning, that Salt Lake City's season two premiere aired in September of 2021. I said, you know what? I throw my hands up. I can't, I can't talk about it anymore. I cannot talk about the same show where it's so chaotic. I don't even know what's going on. Can't even tell you. Don't even like there's too much happening. And it also bums me out that Mary's not at the reunion. It annoys me that Jenny is there. I I'm just like, I'm tapped out. I'm done. Tapped out. Can't wait for them to film. I know that they've already started filming season three, so that's really exciting. Jen's trial did get moved to June, which I'm super bummed about because it was supposed to be Monday and then it was supposed to be later this month and now it's June. So don't really know what that means, but go to the Bravo docket on Instagram. They know everything about everything. Let's just get right into Summer House. This is what we started the week with. We kind of left off last week where Kyle, you know, did that weird speech where he called everyone the peanut gallery. And I just have to say, those are your friends showing concern. 
over your happiness. And you should be thankful that you have friends like that. Also, you're on a reality show. And I'm pretty sure he's very aware of that and plays things up for cameras. That's just my personal opinion. I think he's really dramatic. And I mean, that's what we need in a reality star. But the fact is, like, I'm finding this whole story to be very difficult because we know that they get married, you know? So it's like, how much can we really fucking say? Like, they get married and they're very unhappy, it seems. And here's the thing. They probably do love each other. I don't question that. I just don't think that they're... They don't seem compatible to me. Like, they seem to be... They live their lives completely different. And I think that that works in some aspects. But then when you also add like a business into it, that's a whole other thing. And $4 million loan, that's another thing. The wedding contract. And then also, I mean, I do remember, I think it was season three when he proposed, right? Season three or season four? I don't know. It was either one. But he had like just got out of this like cheating situation and then proposed. And I don't think that that was fair to her. I don't think she was allowed to really sit in those feelings of working through that with him or herself because then she was just expected to be so excited that she was engaged. And that to me just wasn't fair. And I don't think that that was a great choice, but it is, it is what it is, you know? And then like he did convince her to quit her job that she seemed to really enjoy for Loverboy. It's just like, I think that they have too much invested that it makes it hard to maybe take a step back and look at the reality of the situation. But what the fuck do I know? I'm just the peanut gallery. So it's Lindsay's birthday. And I just have to say something. Lindsay is going to Lindsay. You know what I mean? She is going to be the life of the party. She is going to be the backbone of Summer House. Her and Danielle are literally the heart and soul of this show. Let's be clear, guys. And, you know, she's just ready to go. Lindsay is one of those people that even sober, she has such good energy about her. Like, she will make it fucking happen. And so when I saw Carl and the Mackenzie girl that he's dating or was dating during the show, obviously, he's not dating her anymore. He's dating Lindsay, as we all know. And if you don't know that, where have you been? I think Mackenzie is, like, a really nice person. She seems very normal and, like, down to earth. And I like that. But they were so boring. They were literally standing off in the corner talking about his breath. And I was like, in that moment, I was like, he needs a Lindsay. Like, he needs someone who even sober is, like, fucking crazy and high energy and fun and laughs really loud and jumps on people and kisses people. Like, that's what Carl needs. And I think Lindsay needs someone, obviously, like Carl, who's very stable, very, like, rooted and grounded and consistent. And that's what they've said together. I mean, they were on Watch It Happens Live together last week. And that was really, really cute. Some people thought it was, like, maybe a little much. And I will. Let's discuss this. I want to talk about the Instagram posts. I love love. Everyone who knows me knows that I love love. I love when people are in love. I love talking about love. I, I, guys, take a, take a drink every time I say the word love. I can't get enough. But I don't enjoy when it's overly saturated my Instagram feed. It's, it's a lot. And I think that they're really, really happy. And I think that they know that the fans are really invested in them. And I think that that's great. But I also need to like you guys to chill. 
just to chill, just for like a minute. Maybe, maybe take a beat. Maybe like throw in a, you know, other posts or other Instagram stories that don't revolve around one another because then it just feels like a little much. Whereas I don't think Craig and Paige post enough about each other. I would like to see more of them together. I know that like they do it here and there, but I would like to see a little more. And that's saying a lot because I don't fuck with Craig, but I would like to see more Paige. And then we got Kyle on Instagram, you guys. Bleak. When this man posts on Instagram about his soulmate, Amanda, and the love of his life, it feels so, to quote Heather Bro, I quote this constantly, it felt hollow. It felt hollow and it felt like, okay, I know an episode's coming up where I don't look great and I make Amanda look like shit and blah, blah, blah. So I'm going to make this Instagram post every Monday that there's a new summer house. That's how it's starting to feel. And I don't enjoy that. It feels very doth protest too much. And yeah, I'm not into that. Not my vibe. I love a, you know, I do love a soft launch of a boyfriend as we've discussed I love a soft launch of any sort of relationship. You know, you get their wrist in there holding the coffee mug. You know, you clink together, maybe a cheers moment, something. And then, you know, I do love like a cute little candid pick here and there. I love that. But I don't need you like writing, you know, a soliloquy about your love of your fiance now wife who you said you had nothing in common with and you called her a bitch. So... Let's be clear. Now, this is something I find interesting. Two judgy girls, the Instagram account, amazing account. Go follow them. You probably do. They're the OGs, them and Danny Pellegrino of Bravo on Instagram. They pointed out that Alex and Jason, Jason was from Winter House to refresh everyone's memory, were at the house. Like they were partying, they were there, but yet we were told Alex couldn't come that weekend and they didn't film. That's weird. But I maybe there was like too much storyline to like fit in one episode because it was a heavy, heavy Austin Kroll episode. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. All I have written down in my notes is Austin Kroll is a freak. Yeah. Well, like I said. So I just found that interesting and I posted about it in an Instagram story and Danielle, my queen, DM'd me like facepalm emojis. And I was like, what is going on? Like, why did they do that? And she was like, honestly, I don't know why they do some of the things they do sometimes talking about like editing and production. And I'm like, T-girl. So I want to talk about Sierra, Austin, Lindsay, this very fake, odd love triangle that I can't seem to wrap my head around. You're telling me that Sierra loves Austin like this. She's down bad for him, you guys. And I don't understand it because it, like, you spent two weeks with him and then what? You went to Charleston maybe a few times and then nothing? Like, why are you so, like, wanting him to stay in a different room than Lindsay? Like, why the fuck do you care? And I think Sierra has this, like, Sierra kind of bothers me. Like, she kind of irks me. I think, like, there's, I like her, I do, but also I I don't. And I want her to be her own person. And there's sometimes where I feel like she's too much of a follower with Paige. Like, and I don't like that because that, I mean, I know that Hannah gets a lot of shit, but Hannah was like her own person. 
And like they're her and Paige seem to be polar opposites. So that was always kind of fun to watch. Like you saw Paige be like super dressed up and then you saw Hannah in like a old t-shirt and like a messy button. Like that's the vibe. Sierra just seems to try really, really hard. And it's like it it's strange to me. And then her thing with Lindsay, I just don't understand. Like it's this jealousy. But also, like, Lindsay's like that with everybody. That's what I'm just not getting. Like, it's not like Lindsay just completely changes her personality around Austin and acts a fool and is jumping in his arms and, like, straddling him. She literally does this with everyone at all times. Like I said, Lindsay is going to Lindsay. So I don't know why this is, like, a big shock. And I don't know why Sierra is, like, so possessive over Austin. I get... I just think Austin is just... The fucking worst. And Maya was talking to Bryce Sander. I posted about it on my Instagram about how she's like, when I met Austin, she was like, this is the guy that you're all fighting about. Like this guy, this fucking Muppet mouthed little bitch. Now, she didn't say that. That's my own. I'm adding that on to that. Uh, He is the fucking worst. He's a goober. I don't enjoy him on my screen. Also, I do love the drama that he brings. It's complicated. I feel I feel conflicted, we'll say. It when he said Sierra, do you guys need sunscreen? I'm like, are you a fucking idiot? You're so fucking dumb. He's so fucking dumb. I cannot stand this man. And I don't know why or how he gets the women he gets. I don't understand it. I'm thinking it's just because he's tall. That's really the only thing I can fully wrap my brain around. And he's just a fucking loser. I'm sorry. You guys are probably going to turn this off because I'm too mean. I don't care. I think he's a loser, especially on social media. He's so sensitive. He doesn't understand like why people have issues with him. I'm like, because you're not a nice person, Austin. You're annoying. We don't have to like you just because you're a tall white guy. That, like, That's just not how this works, bro. Ugh, he makes me sick. Okay. Enough of that. Sorry. Okay. I mean, like, I'm really, really excited for next week when Danielle throws what seems to be a lit candle at Sierra. So that's going to be really exciting. But to be clear, it looked like Sierra did throw wine on Danielle first. So there's that. Andrea looked very affected. I think Andrea gets really affected by, like, aggressive violence like that. Like, remember when he got kicked in the face, which was completely uncalled for, and I think a little brushed over, if we're being completely honest. He was deeply, deeply affected by that. So I think, like, that really upsets him. And from the previews, I mean, that's what happens. And Lindsay just, like, let... Everyone just needs to let her be her. I don't get it. Like, I just don't think Lindsay takes herself that seriously. And I think Sierra does. And it's, like, they just don't operate on the same level. Yeah, uh, Period. Done. Fuck Austin. That's all I have to say about that. Let's talk New Jersey. Now, I missed last week's because I was away. So we're going to kind of talk about both-ish, I guess. This idea. Teresa has this idea for some reason that People shouldn't talk about her. Well, Teresa, babe, I have news for you. You are on a reality show. People like Joe said, he's like, people are going to talk. Like, that's the name of the game here. Like, 
unfortunately, that is what we all signed up for. And to that effect, like with the whole Jennifer, Aiden, Bill cheating situation, I get it that it happened 10 years ago. But also, she wanted to come on this show. And it's like, do you think coming on a reality show, those skeletons aren't going to come out? Do you really fucking think that? If you think that, then you're naive. I'm sorry. It's just the facts. Like, rumors are going to go around. People are going to talk. Skeletons are going to come out. Like, it's just going to happen. And you have to be able to be prepared for that. And in the same token, I think Jennifer says a lot, a lot, a lot, and doesn't fully realize the consequences of those actions. So if you're going to constantly come at someone for years about, you know, slut-shaming them, slut-shaming Marge's mother, doing certain things like that, and you don't think your past is going to come back and bite your ass, like you're out of fucking, you're out of your mind, truly. Because it's also this like, Bill is the perfect husband. Bill is the perfect husband. Bill, Bill, Bill. And it's like, babe, he's not. And what I like is that Dolores was able to sit down with Jennifer. And I think this is kind of what Marge was trying to get out with Jennifer at one point when they were standing at the bar. She's like, you didn't cause him to cheat. Like, this isn't you. It has nothing to do with you. And she was really trying to like get that through to her, but obviously they're going to have issues. And so when Dolores like sat sat with her and was like, listen, this happened to me. The same thing that happened to you, it happened to me. I was nine months pregnant with Frankie and I had enough, you know? So it's like, you can be hurt. Like you can sit in that pain and you can feel it and you can, you know, feel whatever it is that you need to feel. You don't have to bury it just because it was 10 years ago. It's still something that is painful. And I think that they probably swept it under the rug and didn't want to deal because, you know, they had a new baby. That was their main focus. It was it was a lot. And that's unfortunate. That makes me sad for her because I don't want Jennifer to think that it was because of her. And then, too, you know, she did talk about having to tell her mom about the situation. And she would, you know, blame her, basically, because that's just... I think that this is what I got from it. I could be completely wrong, but it it made me think like that's a cultural thing. Like they'll look at her like, well, what did you do to cause him to stray? Uh, and that makes me really sad for her. Because at the end of the day, I don't think Jennifer is a bad person. I just don't think Jennifer thinks. I think she talks a lot. I mean, I saw her at BravoCon and the woman didn't shut the fuck up. And everyone in the audience was like, okay, Jen, like... You got to let other people like it's a lot. So I don't think she fully gets the weight of the things that she says. She just kind of says them. But I have to say that people who are coming at Melissa Gorga constantly being like, you don't have a storyline. You don't have a storyline. Her her storyline is the fact that she is the family member of Teresa Judice. Like, that can be a storyline. I don't get what more people want from her. Like, that is her family. It's not like it's just some other woman on the show. Of course, they're going to have interaction with each other. I don't, I just don't know what people want from New Jersey. New Jersey has the most toxic fandom I've ever experienced. And I've experienced Potomac during season five. And that was fucking gnarly. That, like, I had to mute the word R-H-O-P on Twitter. And I just had to do that same with New Jersey this morning. 
because it just isn't fun. Like it's not fun to like sit and have people talk about it so black and white and like just think that it's, you know, Teresa's show. It's like I get where that logic comes from to some extent, but at the same time, like it is all of these women that collectively create the drama. I don't know. I'm just kind of bored of the hate that it gets or the hate Melissa gets or Jackie or Marge or Dolores even. Like, I just think it's so strange that people can sit and defend hypocrisy like this. It just blows my fucking mind uh, that people have a lot to say about a lot. But when it comes to Teresa saying, you know, I would never be sexually assaulted because I'm a strong woman, that just seems to be completely forgotten and brushed off. Like, oh, that's just Teresa. No, she's a grown woman who has four daughters and shouldn't fucking talk like that, period. So it's frustrating. And I get where people get upset with Marge. Like, oh, why did she bring this up on camera? Now Jennifer has to talk to her daughters about it and blah, 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 blah. I agree. That's harsh. But again, We're on a reality show, guys. Things are going to get brought up. And if you keep throwing stones, I mean, shit's going to happen. And that's just facts. And Jennifer has a big mouth and she likes to run her mouth on social media. Like, think like you can't just say whatever you want and then have nothing, have no consequences to those actions. Like, that's just not life. Sorry. It's just frustrating. I just want everybody to like enjoy the shows. And I'm just, want everyone to just like like enjoy the shows that we have on basically i know that i just repeated myself but i'm just trying to process what i'm trying to say as i'm saying it because i just see a lot of like negativity about housewives and bravo and stuff and i'm just fucking exhausted by it like then don't watch then don't watch if you hate every single thing if you want this person to come back and get rid of this person to do this to do that then fucking stop watching and go rewatch old seasons like go relive the past i like shut the fuck up it's so annoying it's i'm like angry today on this podcast i don't know what's wrong with me I, i'm back baby i'm buckle up I, i'm just tired of it it's so negative it's so exhausting to like constantly go on twitter constantly go on instagram and just see fucking hate all the time. Now, do I hate Austin Kroll? Yes, I do. But I don't go around and like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I I mean, I do. I do go around and talk shit about Austin. I will say. But I just have a different relationship, I guess, with the housewives. Like I have like, I, I don't dislike any of the housewives. There are some where I'm like, yeah, I don't really vibe with them, but I don't go around hating them. Like, I don't get the, like, Stan accounts. Like, it really confuses me. Like, you can, uh, like, really like a housewife and know when they're wrong. Like, that's what Sophie and I kind of talked about last week. Like, with Bethany. I really, really like Bethany. But I fully accept that she's an incredibly flawed person. (laughs) But that is why I watch Housewives. I watch Housewives because I like watching complex female characters over the age of 40 live their life, have, like... Women don't, you know, just shrivel up when they're 40. Like, it, that's what this show was really means to me anyways. It's like, because women are businesswomen, moms. Like, I like seeing all of that stuff. And it's just like, it makes me frustrated and sad when I see, like, people just constantly shitting on it. Because I'm like, then I don't know what to tell you. Then go watch, you know, Grey's Anatomy. Go watch any anything, Josephine's Cabaret. Like, 
do I don't know. It just, ugh, I'm just like, why do you guys have to fucking hate? It's so frustrating. And that goes for like accounts that hate other accounts. Like, why do you even have to say it? Like, why can't if you don't like someone online, like, why can't you just like keep it moving or mute them or block them and like just never acknowledge it? Like, why do you have to go around and run your fucking mouth about people? It's so annoying. And I fully, fully realize I'm self-aware enough to know that I, you know, there obviously are people out in the world that I don't fuck with either, but I don't go around posting about it on Twitter. You know, it's just, it's so negative and just frustrating. And that's why a lot of like bigger accounts like that really were the OGs in the game, like are starting to kind of not really want to talk about Bravo as much because it's, it's so, it's can be such a negative place. Okay. I don't really have much to say about New Jersey, to be completely honest with you. I mean, I think I said it all. So let's take a quick break and then we can come back and talk about Orange County. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life is full of twists and turns, stress, changes, grief, moments of growth, and moments where we're feeling like we're taking a few steps back. And it's important to show up for yourself through all the struggles that life can bring. BetterHelp Online Therapy is here for all of those twists and turns and will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist in less than 48 hours. I know that when I started therapy, I was nervous, I was scared, I was hesitant. But week after week, when I would show up, even when I had nothing to talk about, I always left feeling so much better. And this is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online. And the service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist and you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. So you don't have to worry about sitting in an uncomfortable waiting room like traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to connecting with a therapist that matches your needs, making it easy and free to change therapists if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy, and there is financial aid available, which is great. BetterHelp is a great way to show up for yourself and invest in your well-being because you deserve some inner peace. Visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily like this one. My therapist helped me get out of my head and gave me the tools to be successful. I'm grateful for all the help she gave me and would recommend BetterHelp to anyone who needs help breaking through their mental fog. So visit betterhelp.com slash H-O-T-M. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash H-O-T-M and join over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. And BetterHelp has a special offer for Hot Off The Mess listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash H-O-T-M. Enjoy quality homemade meals without the hassle. With Chef, you can choose from thousands of authentic dishes prepared with care by the best local cooks in your community, all made with fresh ingredients and delivered right to your door. It's like your own personal chef with an unbeatable variety. Explore cuisines from over 90 different countries from Mexico to Thailand and more at chef.com. That's chef with an S.com. Oh, we could, we could fly. This is your summer. That means Six Flags and the taste of an ice-cold Coca-Cola. We're talking thrilling coasters, amazing animal attractions, and this. Coke is summer refreshment, so you can hop on another ride, like the all-new Sidewinder Safari. Six Flags and Coca-Cola. Come make it yours. 
Visit SixFlags.com slash Coke to save up to $20 off passes or daily tickets starting at $39.99. All right, guys, we are going to talk about Orange County. I, like I said a million times, I'm like that bitch that goes abroad and like never shuts the fuck up about it. I went to Mexico, so I didn't get to talk about Orange County last week, really. I My first note about Orange County that I need to, like, get – I need to talk to people about this because I feel crazy. Is Shane Simpson, like, okay and everyone else is – or is everyone else just, like, that bad? You know? Like, is Shane Simpson actually good or is everyone else just bad? Like, I can't seem to – figure it out. Like there's parts of me that like him. And then there's parts of me that's like, I can't stand this, this man. It's very complicated. You know, it's very confusing to me, but the saddest sentence I've ever heard. I mean, that's dramatic, but one of the saddest sentences I've ever heard is when Dr. Jen was talking about her marriage with Ryan, as she puts it, like an orange rind. Um, <laughs> she said, I'll win the game alone. That's such a sad sentence for a woman who's been married as long as, and or has been together with this man for as long as she has to feel that he leaves her in the game. And she's like, but I'll, I can win it by myself. And it's like, but you shouldn't have to. You shouldn't have to win the game by yourself. And I see a lot of like Dr. Jen, like why is she even on the show? I personally find it kind of refreshing because she has this like a very old school kind of housewives energy about her where it's like it it's not Vicky-esque because she's not exactly like a whoop it up kind of girl but she does have this like relationship with her husband where like she's making money and he stays at home it's kind of like Vicky and Don you know he's kind of bland I'm sorry I know that there's a lot of Don lovers but he him and Vicky just like weren't on the same page he needed to fly and she let him go she also like has her successful business I mean she said that she was going to go to Harvard to work there and then he proposed and it's like this weird strange very strange relationship so I find it though fascinating because it's so clear that it's like they're not going to work out that I kind of I kind of want to see it. Like I want to see more of it. And I like I like Heather and Terry kind of trying to step in to like facilitate it and try to help. But then even Terry was like, they're a fucking mess. Like they're nightmares. I also I think it's weird that Ryan doesn't wear clothes. Like, I don't know. I just find the whole relationship to be so odd. Deeply, deeply flawed. And I really felt for her when she was trying to have a conversation with Shannon and everyone was like, well, we have problems too. And it's like, maybe she's not comfortable sharing those with you, Noella, and your raw shrimp. Like, sorry, maybe she just doesn't want to talk to you about it. Noella's annoying. Noella, like, I can't, I can't with her. I would, I would rather have Dr. Jen back than Noella, 100%. Because I just, I think Noella is very, she's very performative. I think her confessionals are all very, like, acted and very dramatic. And she talks like this. And I'm just like, will you fucking speak like a person? It's just too much. 
She was like, we were sitting on opposite ends of the aisle. It's like, okay, girl, whatever. It's just too much for me. It's just, there's nothing I feel genuine about her. I, okay, I can't explain it. I do not feel that this divorce slash relationship, whatever is real. I feel like it, she knew about it before coming on the show. These are just my feelings. This could be wrong, but I'm just saying. Also, I'm going to draw a comparison here between Kyle, Richards, and Teddy, and then Heather and Gina. They have a very similar vibe, like a very mothering, big sister kind of energy. Like Kyle, I always felt was like trying to really help Teddy like chug along because Teddy needs the help. I'm actually not a Teddy hater. I just think she's just like a non-event, to be completely honest with you. But Heather has this like very fun, like big sister vibe with Gina that I am enjoying watching. Like when she, when Heather held up that jean jacket with the hole in it, that big ass hole in the back. And Gina was like, oh no, we're keeping that. And Heather was like, oh, okay. Like I screamed because it's so fucking funny to me. And oh my God, just Heather just makes me laugh. I know people find her pretentious, but she is and she owns that. And I think when we met her mom, it all made sense. <laughs> that woman is the scariest woman on television. That her mother she rocks me to my core. Okay. I, when she told that waitress that the table setting was wrong, I got the chills. Like she reminds me of the grandma from Flowers in the Attic. I just find her so scary, so cold. And so just like, like even when Heather's kids were like, oh, we get now why you went here. Grandma definitely wanted you to go to somewhere that looked like this. And Heather was like, yeah, you think? She's just very, like I said a million times, she's very cold and old school and just waspy as hell and scares me. And I think she scares Heather. And to watch Heather not, you know, be who she normally is around her mom was like, oh, my God, this is kind of amazing. And then, of course, you had Gina's parents walk in who are the complete opposite. They're such they're Gina, basically. So it's kind of it was kind of fun to like watch watch that back and forth. Also, Heather, like I was saying, was really makes me laugh when, oh my God, the shady editors closing in on Ryan's shoes with those socks, with the Nike logo. Guys, I played it back five times. I couldn't get enough, could not get enough. And Terry was like, oh yeah, I love Terry DeBro. I'm sorry. I don't know if that's a hot take or not. And I don't really give a fuck. I love him. I find him so funny. I find him like he knows how successful he is and he's very proud of that. I mean, he is a surgeon. I think all surgeons have like a sense of like arrogance, but he makes me laugh. Like the man makes me giggle and him and Heather seem to have like a nice relationship where they both respect one another when that's always nice to see. It's very rare on Housewives as we know. So yeah. And then watching Heather watch Ryan, Orange Ryan, put the napkin in his shirt. I was screaming. I was like, this, they're disgusted by him. Disgusted. And Heather shot a look at one of her friends across the table and was like, oh my God. Like, read my fucking eyes. They're bulging. Who is this man? This is not Red Lobster. You, this is not Joe's Crab Shack. We do not need you putting, tucking in your napkin into your black golf polo, sir. Relax, please. And Dr. John was like, get that out. And that's one of my favorite things. 
really quick. I'm obsessed when I'm at dinner and I can hear a couple next to me fighting. It gives me a rush, a rush. And not only a fight, it doesn't even have to be loud. I personally love sitting next to a couple who's silently fighting, who like the tension is like palpable. You know, like he'll order another drink and she'll be like, oh, of course. I love it. I can't get enough. I eavesdrop on everyone's conversation. If you ever see me out to dinner or anywhere, just know I'm listening to everyone's conversations and loving it. And thankfully, the person that I'm kind of dating right now is the same way. We'll be sitting next to people and we'll just sit in silence and just look at each other and just be like, this is amazing. Like, we can't get enough. We love to people watch. Anyways. So when Dr. Jen like silently looked at him, I was like, get that out of your shirt. I was like, oh my God. Oh, chills. I loved it. Give me more of that. I love the passive aggressive slash just aggressive behavior. Or like when a couple is like, they're fighting like that. Like it's not even passive aggressive. Like they're genuinely fighting with each other, but it's like they're whispering. Oh God. When Like she'll be like, give me your phone. Give me your phone. Oh my God. Give it to me. Give it to me now. I love it so much. Like there was a couple at the wedding I was at that I guess was like fighting. And so when we got, when my friends and I got wind that this couple was fighting with each other, we like would like watch them the whole night. Like, oh, I think that they just made up because now they're overly affectionate. Like we were nuts. Um, Okay. I want to talk about a little couple by the name of John Jansen and Shana Bador. We got to talk. Guys, let's sit down. We got to talk about John, Johnny boy, JJ. I hate him. And I know that he's, I think, beloved. I think there's something dark. Something dark is a Bruin. And I can't put my finger on it, but Shannon's always looking kind of a wreck. I feel like this is just an observation. I feel like they they party a lot together. It's kind of giving me like downer energy like a downer version of John and Dorinda, if you guys pick up what I'm saying. Like, whereas John and Dorinda were constantly up, if you know what I mean. Guys, you know what I mean? They were constantly up. I think Shannon and John are, they're the the lower version of that. Like, where there's something awry. Her kids act kind of weird around him. They kind of forget that he's in the picture. They kind of don't think. I get the vibe that something is up. And I don't think. I'm just saying I don't think they'll be together much longer. Mark my words. I also need Shannon to get a keratin treatment. As someone, as Chris Lewis has pointed out, struggles with a lot of flyaways. I need this woman with some some conditioner. Something. And I also love Shannon's obsession with cooking that somehow comes out like every season. I just find it funny and I don't know why because I always will. I will never forget when she made that salmon stuffed with cream cheese. I was disgusted by that. And I will never stop thinking about it with like the limp asparagus next to it. I was like, oh, God. But John sitting next to Shannon and saying confidence is super attractive. I wanted to be like, Johnny boy, do you know who Shannon is? Because Shannon is riddled with insecurity. Shannon is not a confident woman. And I mean, that's just who she is. That's like not even a dig. I just feel like that's just facts. Like if, I mean, is the sky blue? Like that's how I feel about Shannon being insecure. And I think that a lot of that is 
doesn't just only root in David, but I also, I mean, obviously, I think a lot of it does. Yeah. I don't know. Something's afoot with them. And when it comes to the Shannon and Gina friendship, I kind of felt for Shannon a little bit because I do think that Shannon is actually a good person. I do think she can't get out of her own way sometimes, but I think she has a good heart and I think she means well. So when she was there for Gina, she was really there for her. And, but I do relate to Gina in the sense of like, I think a lot of friendships, I've experienced friendships where like I've been in a really, really bad place before, like unhappy, negative, like just overall down in the dumps, going through whatever, had a shitty job. I don't know, just whatever it was. And I had a friend who always kind of liked that she was not in a worse place than me. And so when I started doing better, when I started being happier, doing things I loved, spending, you know, doing things I wanted to do, it kind of drove a wedge between us because she couldn't revel in that negativity with me anymore. Does that make sense? Like it, so I mean, her and I are no longer friends, thank God. But I, so I kind of got where Gina was coming from with that. And that's a tough place to be with a friend because you're like, wow, like, did you just like seeing me when I was at my lowest? Because it made you feel better about yourself. And now that you see me happy and doing well, maybe it highlights now you have to take a step back and look in the mirror and see your own life. I mean, I'm no doctor, but I'm just saying. I also love the fact that Emily gets drunk at a Mormon baptism. I mean, God bless her. That woman, you know, she's really coming around on me. I really wasn't so sure about her, but I do think she's so beautiful. And I I like her openness about her relationship with her dad and everything like that. I don't know. I'm just kind of feeling Emily. I don't really know what she's giving us, but I'm enjoying it. The thing I like about Orange County that I can't get on board with with Salt Lake City, which is like a very weird sentence to say, considering where we've been at with Orange County for the last couple of years is I can sink my teeth into Orange County. Like, I can understand the dynamics. I can get what's going on. Like, it's it's not chaotic. I can follow it. It's like a, it's just a good Housewives franchise to me. I don't know. That's just how I feel. But really, I mean, I don't have that much else to say. You know, my DMs are always open, you guys. If you if there's ever anything you guys want me to chat about, I will be looking. I did ask this question, actually. <laughs> I did ask this question on my Instagram. I have to look at the replies. I have just haven't had time, to be completely honest. So I will do that. And then I will see you guys Monday. Don't forget to go to thedip.com. Use code GUAC for 90% off at The Dip. It's amazing. We have amazing articles. We have new community features where you can engage. It's like a female-founded Reddit, basically, which is ideal because Reddit is, as you guys know, I find it to be the dark web. And yeah, so just make sure you guys follow me on Instagram, Historian, uh, Twitter, take your Zoloft, and I'll see you guys Tuesday. Bye! Money is the number one cause of stress and the number two cause of divorce. Make your money go further and work harder with a certified financial planner from Facet Wealth. Financial planning used to focus on retirement, but Facet helps you with today. You get a dedicated financial planner that guides you through every financial decision. Inflation, interest rates, stock market changes, home prices... 
How do you figure it all out? Well, every advisor at Facet is a certified financial planner and fiduciary. That's just a fancy way to say they have the best training, and they're legally bound to do what's in your best interest. This isn't just about investments. It's about taking care of your money so you can start living a better life today. Facet has a simple flat fee, no hidden charges, and with nothing to sell, there are no commissions. Visit TryFacetWealth.com for two months free off your first year of financial planning. That's T-R-Y-F-A-C-E-T-Wealth.com. Facet Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.